Yo, I know here. Um, things got real bad real fast. Flynn got a knock on the door in the middle of the night, and it was Cassie from the guard asking for his help. Uh, being the gallant sort of fella he is, he went into the sewer with the guard um, so they could take down Mr. Marvelous. Meanwhile, the rest of us were woken up by Marvelous, who was in the sky, who totally doxed us, which is very uncool. Our neighbours all mobbed us, and we got out of there and went to go kick that jerk's butt. Flynn got totally betrayed by Captain Cherish, which not a fan of, and Dr. Zergos revealed himself to be a freaking beholder, who's been developing all of Marvelous's crazy magic stuff. With Flynn paralyzed and unable to stop him, Marvelous kicked off his ultimate plan to use all his stockpiled Electrum and the Doctor's best ever scroll to make a wish. And he wished to be the Emperor of Yamiya City. Everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company. My name is Penny D and I will be your DM today. I'm the evil one who destroyed the entire world in the last episode. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. And my like weird flavor profile that I like is um, peanut butter and meat, uh, which is a odd combination. What? 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 Is that not just satay? Yeah. Well, I mean, it can be, but like, so I like to cook like meat with when i cook i love to add peanut butter to like the meat sauce that you make because it's not just it's not just satay sauce it's like peanut butter i mean yeah i add like soy sauce and like worcester and everything else in there as well but like you said you wanted weird profiles liz so there you go peanut butter and meat that's my jam you know what you are right and that is you're correct i did want (laughs) this i wanted this you asked asked for for this. this Liz is just making their own little recipe book from like (laughs) (laughs) Cook with JBPC. (laughs) Penny's entree, peanut meat. (laughs) I'm Nate and I play Flimla the Halfling Bard, the sometimes salesperson. Uh, mostly away team. Uh, my my flavor profile is I really like mixing creamy and savory. Um, and the way I like to do it is there's these lovely, lovely garlic. Uh, crispy treats that I get and I like dipping them in a uh, thick thick milkshake kind of like the next oh. level of the like McDonald's fries in the in the thick shakes it's delicious oh, oh. Mm. okay <laughs> the thing is I like I like fries in the shake so I don't see why that would be bad garlic like remember Joey from the episode where he's like meat good jam good like garlic bread good and, oh, the feet, and the, the feet milkshake good <laughs> Um, so I'm, the thing is, I'm going to try all of these just to see how it goes. So prepare for my feedback later when I've got space to do this. I'm glad that you said you're going to try all of these out because I have a total winner. My name is Liz and I play Karen, the barbarian with a haircut that makes you want to run away. <laughs> and my mixture of ingredients that I really enjoy is specifically garlic bread and pineapple juice and when i was a kid we would go to this one italian restaurant quite a lot and i would always order garlic bread and pineapple juice and the way i would eat it is i would take a bite of the garlic bread and then i would drink some of the pineapple juice so that they would both be in my mouth together um and i know that's weird and I, hang still on. I need to pause i need to pause the story right now because <laughs> is is doing it in that order somehow different from dipping it in the drink i didn't want to leave bits in the drink bits in the drink yuck okay bits in the drink yuck drink it already has bits in it carry on yeah <laughs> <laughs> but what about the garlic bits penny no they have to they can only be mixed in my inside my mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's just more of the good stuff as far as i'm concerned <laughs> yeah i pineapple juice and garlic bread give it a go i feel like it's going to be the next apple and cheese this is going to be some kind of like cocktail in the cookbook. 
<laughs> it was like try <laughs> try Karen's like what are we gonna call it like Mediterranean colada or something? Mediterranean colada. Uh, if you like garlic colada, <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter and meat. <laughs> anyway, I am Steph, and I play Frankie. The um, I was gonna say halfling bard, but nope, Frankie is not a halfling bard. He is a human artificial instead. He might be now. Really spoilers. <laughs> My weird play the sort of combinations that i like is okay so it is a, a tiktok trend don't come at me but i tried it and i'm in love with it so mm-hmm. it is oh, you, take, you take a pickle uh-huh uh, and then you shove those really spicy like potato chip things that are kind of like in the shape of a, a straw i can't remember the name of them and you shove them flaming in. hot cheetos no cornados not cornados it's it's uh not a, a new zealand brand so it's uh, another brand. You're so worldly, Steph. Please carry on. <laughs> and you shove those. You shove those into a pickle, and then you wrap the pickle in uh, like a fruit roll up, Whoa. and then you cover it in chili powder <gasps> and this sweet, spicy chili sauce that has a certain name. But again, I can't remember it because it's late at night and I'm at work and my brain doesn't work. <laughs> but you cover that, and then you bite it, and it's it, and it's a mixture of sweet and salty and spicy and sour and it's like <laughs> what that was, a, that was a hard lift with the fruit roller yeah i, yeah. Was, on, I was on board until the fruit roller <laughs> and i'm still gonna try it but oh my gosh i think we're on different, different tiktoks because i've got a different fruit roll-up trend in my for you page <laughs> <laughs> I also have that trend <laughs> as well. Multiple, multiple trend, fruit roll-up trends on TikTok. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I do appreciate that your that your fun fruit uh, food combination had pickle in it because pickles like my favorite. So I, I love pickles so much. I love um, pickles. When we hang out next, I will buy this kit again, and we will try it together. Hi, I'm Poppy, and I play Ida for the Tiefling Rogue, and um, I'm I'm trying to keep my dinner down. Because it's all disgusting. Like, I'm very sensitive when it comes to foods and mixing oh, foods and stuff. So I, I eat normal stuff. Um, I do not mix foods or, like, textures I have a real problem with. Um, I'm quite possibly autistic, so that'll be part of it. You like what you like, and when we hang out, we'll go get normal human food. That's fine. Thank you. Poppy, what's your most adventurous <laughs> thing, though? To you, what's your most adventurous thing? It's a good question. I, honestly, like, nothing I eat is very adventurous, I don't think. The one time you're broccoli you know, I, I wish I had something, but I really don't. Every time we do these and Poppy goes last, it's always like, I'm normal. <laughs> The rest of you are very weird, and I am a human being who eats human food and has human haircuts and human experiences. Who are you people? And I, I love it. I wouldn't use I the term know. normal. I just use the term boring. Like, no, just don't have no. it. Papa, you're not boring. Aww. Definitely not boring. You're definitely not boring. I feel like maybe the rest of us are a bit weird. It's probably <laughs> what it is. Yeah. But anyway, this isn't a uh, this isn't a odd food combinations podcast. This is a D and D podcast. <laughs> Can I just point out that we're 52 episodes in and we've done 52 pieces of trivia Woo-hoo! and they're getting weird. They're getting <laughs> I can't so, believe it. Like they're you know ramping what? up to really weird. I really hope that this is like an archaeological fight in the future. Um, <laughs> oh God, I hope not. People of the future will get to learn all about the 21st century through our extremely weird niche trivia. It'd be really fun. I can see like a, um, you know, like a business guy running a seminar being like, these are the 76 icebreakers introduced by the Janice and Briffitts podcast. <laughs> and you like just pick one and do an icebreaker with your group. And some of them are like, what fucking foods do you like to mix that shouldn't be mixed? We're getting personal today, gang. <laughs> so just a warning to the listeners that we are getting towards... Getting towards the finale of the show. Not yet, yeah. but soon. But wow. also, these pieces of trivia, we have been having so much trouble for like the last 12 <laughs> episodes thinking of stuff to talk to you all about. So the trivia is only going to get messier from here on out. <laughs> I would say we're not creative, but we've literally been playing D&D for how long now? I know, right? <laughs> we're very creative. <laughs> Just yeah, not I... trivia-wise. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we're D&D players, not trivia creators. <laughs> 
And this isn't a trivia podcast. Oh it's a D&D podcast. Okay, she got to do it. <laughs> so um, we're a uh, second episode of the Wish Scroll. And uh, we saw the titular Wish Scroll last episode. Uh, yeah. And there's already some shenanigans, isn't there, gang? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. So many yeah. shenanigans. Should we go ahead and pick up with the next episode? Yes, please. I'm trying to finish crying. Let's do it. <laughs> We see a barren, destroyed wasteland, stained grey by ash. Trees stripped bare, and what remains, petrified and lifeless. Hundreds of skeletons of all sizes and shapes lay scattered with no discernible difference between those who were fighting and those who were fleeing. In the distance, what remains of buildings lay as rubble, torn apart by disaster. We drift back just a touch, and we see the remains of the Ymir City Execution Tower, toppled and crumbled to pieces, placing us in the middle of the Ymir City Center Circle. (laughs) Toppled, broken, charred. The air is still and tepid. Some movement spoils the stillness, as from below the crumbled tower, the hatch that leads below shakes the rubble from it, and swings upward and open. The silhouette of a head looks out over the destroyed metropolis before dropping back down into the sewers and the hatch closes again. I have a question for each of you. (laughs) What is your character's deepest regret? I believe Frankie's biggest regret would be not going to uh, university when he had the opportunity. Okay. Steph, I'm about to send you something. I want you to have a look at it. Uh, Send me any reactions that you have. (laughs) So, there was a time when Arthur was a little younger. And he, like, he's adopted. We all know this. We know that his parents are halfling and he is a tiefling. And he wasn't very nice to his parents about it. Like, he felt just so disconnected and like kids were bullying him at school and like they didn't deserve the way he treated them basically and now like he absolutely adores them and does everything he can for them but yeah he's really embarrassed and regrets that time especially because he kind of like smashed the one good family photo they had so it's it's yeah oh he's a dingus (laughs) we all know that about our lovely idafa poppy i'm gonna send you something to read um, I'd like to you to have a look at it and feel free to express any reactions, but don't read it out loud, okay? <laughs> yeah. This is good stuff. <laughs> oh, 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 someone's reading her thing. Ah! I'm making them nervous. Karen's deepest regret. It's not that she doesn't love her new life, the magic, the reconnection with her sister and her family, the newfound power that she has, but her deepest regret... <laughs> Sorry. Her deepest regret is that she did not take the opportunity to be part of a normal family for one last night. The night before the fateful journey that they all went on, the one where they had to go on an errand and they came back with magical powers, she chose to skip a family dinner to stay late at work and catch up on some paperwork. And she will always regret that because it was the difference between being a normal everyday person and being someone who was in charge of a deep and terrible secret. Liz, I'm going to send you something. Yeah. I want you to have a look through it. I think this is going to be very fun to play out. Yeah. (laughs) But I am very concerned. (laughs) Man, I'm not concerned at all. Like, (laughs) (gasps) Penny! Yeah. This is going to be fun. So, do you guys remember a minute ago when I described to you that uh, destroyed wasteland that happened to be Ymir City? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to, in your minds, picture that that wasteland and then picture three words of text coming up over the top of it. Okay. 26 hours earlier. Oh, no. 
Flinva. Yes. You're having a really weird dream about you you can't remember, but you don't even really even remember going to sleep. And you suddenly realize that like you're sitting in a chair and you're lying uh like forwards into your uh, into your arms and you appear to be like sleeping on some kind of desk. Okay. Huh. Mm. I open my eyes? Yeah, you're in a really like fancy office. Like a really nice leather top desk with like a you know um gold accents on it and you like look around and behind you there's these like gorgeous uh like velvet blue curtains you know hanging behind you to the left there's like this big statue of like a a, a spear that is like encrusted with gems and you realize that that is in your dad's office that that spear has been something that your dad has displayed for a long time in fact this is your dad's desk. Oh my god. You're in your father's office. Taking a nap. <laughs> You're sitting behind the desk. Oh You're sitting no. in your dad's chair. Do I remember what happened previously? You very much do. You you remember everything that happened before this moment. I immediately reach up to under my hat to feel for Welby. You don't feel him. <laughs> He's not there. <laughs> and of course he didn't reach out with his mind first. He's just like, gotta feel under my hat. <laughs> One thing that you do notice, Flynn, is that the hat that you are wearing is not your normal hat. It's not your normal cheese cutter hat. It's like a fancy boy hat. It's like a like a, a short top hat kind of vibe. Like it's actually a hat that uh, you yourself would never wear, but like you know that rich boys like to wear that kind of apparel. So I, Flynn stands up like so fast that the chair kind of spins back a little bit. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? Um, okay. On my own, again. I'm in my house, that's cool, that's cool. How did I get here? Uh, you're at, you're not at your oh. house, actually. Oh. You're at your dad's office in the headquarters of his business. Oh, I'm not liking this at all. Can I go to the nearest window or door and look out? There's a window behind you, actually. And you go over to it, and you pull back the curtains, and you can see that it appears to be twilight. The light outside is very orange. You can see Ymir City. It is bustling, but it's a bit different. Like, you haven't admittedly been to your dad's office for a pretty long time, not since you were young, but something a little different about it. Like, some of the signs appear to be, like, slightly off. Like, there's a, there's a bakery and I don't mean like a like a little corner store, but like a big factory that like makes sweet treats and bread oh. like across the way from the window. And it used to be called Johnson's, but now it appears to be called um, Jackson and Sons Bakery. And the, the color scheme is a little off. Uh, roll me a perception check. At 19. You're kind of stuck for a second looking around at all the different things that you can see on the ground from this view. And everything's just a little bit off and it like a lot of the time you can't even place what it is that you can see. The road is like painted differently. The sidewalk is just like a little bit wider than it was the last time you were here. And you're looking around and you're like trying to place what the hell's going on. And then you look up. In the sky above Ymir City, there is an enormous portal. What? Miles wide, Whoa. hanging over. The entire city like an enormous pizza like a huge <laughs> city-sized portal oh that's not good overlaid over top of it you can see like a magic pentagram so that appears to be holding it open at the five points of the pentagram you can see this jagged bolt of like red lightning uh, touching from the point of the pentagram which is like a couple of miles in the in the sky uh, all the way down to the ground directly uh, directly below it and what you can see through the portal is another world there's like a red orange desert through there and what what appears to be coming through in both ways going through and coming out the other side are some kind of like winged tiefling beasts horned beasts and ugly things you're pretty far away so you can't really see very well but there's things flying in and out of it mm. Mm, that's not good. um can flynn do like a quick pat down to see what else has changed on him like he's trying to find out like 
Does he still have his necklace? Does he have the bag of holding? Does he have his kit? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Roll me an investigation check. Nine. There's a full-length mirror not far away from here, and you, you remember that mirror wasn't there uh, the last time you were here. And you walk over to it, and you look at yourself, and you look different. Your hair is parted differently. Mm. Um, you're wearing, like, expensive clothing. You're wearing, like, a double-breasted suit and a waistcoat. Like, you look different to yourself. You look tired. Mm. And you, like, patting yourself down and, like, checking all your pockets. You don't find any Electrum. Normally, you try to keep some sort of around. Mm. You don't see your bag of holding. <gasps> and you pat your chest... Uh, looking for where your amulet normally sits and the first time you pat it it's not there so you sort of reach into your uh, into the neck hole of your shirt uh, and you touch your skin where it would be and after a second there's like a, a pulse of green light and it, you realize that like oh it actually is there uh, but it, like when you first patted it, it was clearly not there but mm. after you searched for it 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 appeared mm. Mm. He's freaked out. He's freaking out. He starts, like, pacing in front of the mirror. <laughs> I'd like to make a note that despite the fact this is a full-length mirror, for anyone but a halfling, it's just a regular, like, a regular small mirror. <laughs> it's just having really low. Yeah. Um, is the door to my office closed? It is. I'm going to try to draw my sword. Like, summon my sword. Yeah, so you have the laughing blade. It, like, giggles at me and I quickly put it away. I'm like, oh, shit. What the heck? Okay, Flynn's first thought now is to figure out, like, what's going on and find where the others are. Flynn, uh, roll me one more perception check. Okay. You notice two things from your new position that you hadn't noticed before from your desk. One of them is that the little nameplate that sits on the desk uh, that, you know, business types would have, it's like uh, like engraved nameplate, mm-hmm. has your name on it. Oh my God. That one that should be here uh, should have your yes. father's name on it, but this has your name on it. And the other thing that you notice that you that you realize is the the stone bust that is displayed on a on a little plinth not far away, like close to where there's a small sitted area, is not a stone bust of your father. It is a bust of you. Oh my god! He's like, no, 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 no! I am not my father. This is not me. No. <laughs> it starts like hyperventilating a little bit. <laughs> what do you do? He's gonna dash out the door. You go to the door, and you open it. You let yourself out. And outside is the regular Onagon War and Weaponry, you know, workspace. There's there's lots of it's not that dissimilar from the Janison Rufus Parchment Company. There's lots of desks out there, lots of workers. But the one thing that happens that you weren't expecting is the second that that door opens, everyone in the room freezes, and they're all staring at you. Oh no! And you sort of like meet eyes with them for a minute, and then a nervous looking like maybe 21, you know, early 20s looking like human man walks up to you and he's like, uh, sir, you're, you're out, you're out of your office and it's not 6 p.m. yet. Is one of us fired? Tell me about my dad. Pop quiz. He like stands to attention like he's terrified <laughs> and he's like, sir, you asked your father approximately 18 months ago from Onagon War and Weaponry. Uh, since then, profits have been up and office morale has been also, uh, <laughs> your father has not been seen in this place for since since uh, the coronation of uh, Emperor uh, Emperor Marvelous uh, eighteen months ago, sir. Bollocks. Uh, uh, am I am I fired? No, no, you're you're uh, take a ten percent commission raise. I don't know. Go away. Go away, please, please. I mean, thank you for your help. <laughs> He drops to his knees and he crawls away from oh you, uh, spluttering, spluttering thanks for something that he can't believe just happened. <laughs> oh. Everyone in the office is still staring at you, but they're all like, whis- you could you could hear like a low drone of whispering across the office. Lynn wants to head towards the Bradison Jeffords Company, Patrick, to find the others. Yeah, roll me a um. What's a na- what's a navigation check? Uh, roll me a survival check. Let's say mm-hmm. twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. So you you head out. Uh, you head down the stairs, and like every person that you meet that works for this company, like <laughs> freezes and stares at you, like they're expecting you to like attack them. Oh uh, as you as you make your way through, <laughs> Flynn is cringing inside. <laughs> You choose not to engage with any of them, 
and you make your way out the front of the building. And, and what you see outside uh, of Onagon Warren Weaponry, which is the name of your father's company, once upon a time, there was uh, like, a, like a, a stone statue of a crossed sword and bow uh, out the front on the front lawn. What you see now is a statue of yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and you're holding two swords uh, in either hand, like, like you're doing a full T-pose with, um, with swords in your hands and two more crossed on your back. And you walk up to the statue and you see that there's like a bronze engraving, like a bronze nameplate on the statue. Uh, and on it, it says CEO Flinvar Onagon. And then in um, quotation marks, it uh, displays your epithet. The broker of bloodshed. Oh my god! Whoa! <laughs> looks at it. He's like, "Pretty hot, like, poor Flynn." I'm a wanker. <laughs> 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 he's gonna like. He's now he's gonna like almost dash. He's like, "This is not. This is not right." <laughs> Karen. Yes. You're at home, and you're spending time with your kids. I sure am. What are you doing? Karen is in the kitchen, and she is helping her one of her twins bake. Uh, he is a talented baker, and he has plans to... I can't remember which one I decided was the talented baker. <laughs> one of them. One of the twins. One of the boys. <laughs> the correct one. The correct one. He is a talented baker, and he has plans to go to university to get a culinary degree. So she is essentially being his sous chef and doing prep and just uh, spending time, spending time helping out. Sure. He's really enjoying himself. Roll me an insight check. Yeah, I will. That is a 17. You're enjoying this moment uh, with mm. your son. And we'll say it's Basalt, just for just for argument's sake. We'll say it's Basalt. Okay. You know from his body language and the way that he is trying really hard to enjoy, like to, to show you that he's enjoying this, mm. that he like really treasures these few moments that you are home. And he's asked you many times to do this. And you specifically came home today on your lunch break to put this time together. And you know that when you leave, and you'll need to leave soon, that he'll be really disappointed uh, and that he will later, like when you get home, he will try to make you eat what you're, what you're baking. <laughs> and that's fine because Karen will do it. Mm. Basalt, I, I know it's been a difficult couple of months, what with Barry uh, disappearing, but... I believe we're going to get through it together, as a family. I'm doing everything I can to find your father, okay, Basalt? Oh my gosh, what? He... Very gone! <laughs> <laughs> he looks up at you, and as he always does whenever this topic is brought up, he tears up a little bit. Oh. But he nods resolutely uh, and carries on stirring his mixture and asks you if it's time yet to add the raisins. Ew. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> not a flavor profile that Nate enjoys, we found out. <laughs> and she says, well, I, I rather think that's your decision, chef. From over towards the door to your kitchen, uh, someone clears their throat uh, and you look up and you can see um, Stephen Charity who has uh, come to collect you. And he says, uh, ma'am, I'm sorry, but um, you are needed. There is, uh, there's much to be done. Oh, Stephen, thank you. Hey. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Basalt, I will be back as soon as I can. And I'm sure that your raisin brownie is going to be absolutely fantastic i'm what? so looking forward to eating it later on sorry why would you just... ruin a brownie like that first thing i could think of i don't know why penny said raisin weird flavor profiles karen yes roll me a deception check uh yes of course because you're lying to your son i'm <laughs> lying <laughs> that's a 14 deep down he knows 
that you'll be home late. Oh. But in the moment, you know that you have successfully made him think that he will see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> so she will pick up her bag and slip out of her house shoes and into her high heels and trot on over to Stephen Charity. He hails you a cart and together you leave. Penny here. Thank you very much for listening. I don't have much uh, for announcements today, but I think you're very cool for being here. Thank you very much to our patrons who support the show. James Courtright, Sam Sara, Secretly Ed Sheeran, Don't Tell Anyone, Claire McDonald, Jules Bergesser, Violet, Shobna Lee, Alex Moore, Lyndon Hood, Jesse Wesson, Disturbed One NZ, Andrew Evans, Luna Chris, William Evans, Steffi James is Awesome, and Danielle, the tea lady, lady of the tea. For those of you on Patreon, keep an eye out for some currently exclusive NPC designs by Levatison, but I also have some fun cut audio from these episodes to post, and sooner or later you'll get to read the rundowns I handed to Liz, Steph, and Poppy at the beginning of this episode. If you're curious about our bonus content, or you would like to become a supporter of the Terrible Adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company, go check out patreon.com slash jbpcpodcast to become a supporter for just a few bucks a month. You can also find us on social media at facebook.com slash Janice and Breffitt's Podcast, or on Twitter at at jbpcpodcast. Music credits, thanks to Track Tribe for High Noon and Wish You'd Never Left, Mini Vandals for In Consciousness and Lobe, God Mode for Melancholia, Nathan Moore for The Goons Loose, Bail Bonds for The Monuments and Tunnels in Goa and Hampi, Otis McDonald for We Cruisin' and Half Dot Cool for Yes and No at the same time. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I'll let you get back to it and we'll see you back here for part three coming out on October 22nd. Have a lovely day, listeners. Frankie. Music. You are in your office. <laughs> you are in your office at the campus of the Ymir City School of Magic, and you are being inundated by visitors. Back to back during your lunch break, uh, people have come in to ask you advice, to compliment you, to try and curry favor with you. Only one person bought you food, and it was the person that you paid to do so. <laughs> You are now chasing like a little gnome out of your office where you're like, yes, yes. Be like, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Put it, put it in my calendar. Just, just book a time. Uh, I can't remember. You know, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm free next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Book it in. Book it in. <laughs> you make it to the door and you're about to close it when you see uh, a well-dressed, well-groomed man uh, with a prosthetic leg uh, waiting outside. Um, he's holding his own lunch in a paper bag. Uh, and you realize that you you must have arranged to have lunch with your father today. Oh, was that today? Oh, snap. Uh, Are you busy again, son? Uh, y- yeah, you know. <laughs> the world's not going to uh, fight itself, I guess. Uh, I say as I'm shuffling papers around and looking under the paper. Look, I bought your favorite, and he pulls a couple of Ixingnir cheese steaks out yeah. of his lunch bag, and he says, um, I know that you like to eat that, that brain food mush of yours, but let's um, let's have a nice lunch for, for just once. Frankie looks at him and nods and smiles, but also kind of has that little bit of like frustration behind it, like, I'm really busy <laughs> right now, and I don't have time for a lunch break, but oh god. Five minutes. I say five minutes, Dad. I think I can be done in five minutes. Thank you for making the time. I, I do know how busy you are. That's right. And you sit. You sit together and you eat. And what is your... Tell me about your office. What's it like? Is it tidy? Is it messy? What, what What's going on in here? It's messy. That's what Frankie is. But it's <laughs> uh, bougie messy. So it's very well furnished with, you know, really well put together desks and comfy chairs to sit on and there's whiteboards and there's bookcases full of books from important sounding people and you know there's no leftover uh salmon and spinach 
sandwiches <laughs> that were in his bag for you know weeks you know it's <laughs> it's controlled chaos mm. uh your dad chews thoughtfully as he looks up at your schedule that's like up on a whiteboard and he says um are you teaching three classes this afternoon how do you have three scheduled at the same time it's easy when you have when you're a man of my talents oh my i say look without like looking up <laughs> Well, and he like taps, he like wraps his knuckles on his uh, middle knee and he's like, don't know where I would be without those talents, boy. Uh, I, I will try not to take up too much of your time, but I, um, I, I will let you know that I received a letter this morning and the emperor, uh, sent me a, a, a letter, uh, to let me know that he's very pleased with, with your new weapon. Oh, he says, uh, just slightly looking up. You know, I was like, I get communications from the emperor all the time. You know, this isn't a big deal, but like, oh, new weapon. He's uh, impressed. I mean, you know, our our gunpowder sales have uh, skyrocketed. Yeah, I think they're gonna add an extra story to our house, which is gonna be, uh, you know, you know how the girls get really excited whenever uh, people come over and do magic to the house. It's uh, <laughs> gonna be an exciting time. This gunpowder in the hands of the god is really pushing back the resistance. You should be proud of yourself. I am very proud, and I'm proud of where our family is now, well, where our family is, and everything I've accomplished. He says, slightly like looking up and glancing at his wall with his, <laughs> you know, degrees and his accolades and, you know, <laughs> picture with the emperor, like shaking hands and, you know. Your dad uh, finishes uh, eating his cheesesteak. Uh, and he looks over and he sees that you've barely taken two bites out of yours because you're you're still scribbling notes and working very hard. And you at one point got up to like, you know, move some pins around on a board and you just forgot that it was there. And he lovingly wraps it for you and, and leaves it on a little side table next to a bunch of other uneaten food. And he says, um, should I send someone to come clear this away or are you still going to finish it? Uh, no, no, no. Leave it there. Leave it there. I'll, I'll get to it soon all right son. i'm really proud of you oh <laughs> thanks dad he says still not looking up oh very weird idafa hi you are in an extremely fancy like lounge room there are like very like gorgeous red leather couches there's an enormous like fireplace that's like five times bigger than like a normal fireplace just sit into the marble wall there's a there's an enormous painting uh, above the fireplace uh showing the emperor uh in his all of his glory and his like imperial robes standing with his chest puffed out uh with his with his horns uh decorated with gold and jewelry and lots of things hanging off them and you're waiting what are you what are you doing in this room while you wait i am lounging i'm like i have myself a drink it was just bought to me i haven't had it yet but i just have a drink in my hand and i'm really relaxed and i've got my like my legs are crossed and my top leg is doing that like just bouncing a bit i'm just just chilling <laughs> what are you wearing um Nothing at all. No, I'm modern, fancy, like, you know, Korean fashion. I'm aware of the country We're Korea and the fact they have clothes there. Wow. Um, so they have a lot of like just solid blocky shapes and solid color. And it's pretty, my outfit is all black and it looks very out of place for where we are. Mm. But yes. You're sitting and lounging and after a few moments, uh, the doors to the room open. Uh, and in comes the Emperor himself, uh, Emperor Marvelous. He is wearing a really regal looking cloak uh, and he's had a crown modified to sort of fit around his like quite prominent horn. So it fits quite perfectly over the top of this sort of his horns, which are quite a lot bigger than a lot of tiefling's horns. Mm. He's flanked on both sides by his, his court. So on one side there's a, a demon who quite looks quite a lot like a like a big ugly frog. <laughs> and on the other side there's one with like a sort of pteranodon like bird head. Both of them have uh, like demonic looking bat wings. Um, and both of them are dressed in like a acidic green combat armor. Mm. And they both regard you derisively as uh, the emperor himself approaches you and said, 
My, my. I invited the fashion model I all the way to my palace only to keep him waiting. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, and he walks up to you and he sinks down to one knee and he takes your hand and gives it a, a delicate kiss uh, on the back of your hand. Ooh. I, I take it all in stride. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not at all, Emperor. Um, I'm glad to finally see you. He seems satisfied with this response and he stands up and like sort of holds onto his, uh, his lapels of his of his regal cloak uh, and he says uh, he starts he starts sort of bragging to you about that you know how his time is very valuable but he yeah. simply could not like resist having you to the palace to to sit with you and, and converse with you because he thinks that a fellow tiefling like himself in a position of power you should bond and you should uh you should make time for one another can you roll me an insight check yes that is a 15 from the very first time that the Emperor sent you a letter, uh, you know that he has been enamored with you. Ooh. For a long time now, you've been the top of the sort of fashion industry in Ymir City. You've been on billboards and in, you know, in flyers and modeling the tightest skinny jeans all over <laughs> the city. And you know that this man is, is smitten <laughs> with you. Uh, and everything about the way that you are dressed right now is... Uh, in order to sort of court that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you're, the way that he is bragging to you and the way that he is sort of like talking himself up to you, you know that he's trying to do the same thing to you. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Don't fall for it. <laughs> so, uh, why did you bring me here anyway? He smiles uh, and he clicks his fingers and several tiefling servants uh, bring in more food. Uh, you know, grapes and um, exotic pastries and wine. And he says, I just thought we could get to know each other. <laughs> Someone else brings in like a dead bear skin rug and like lays it down in front of the fire. <laughs> what the that's kind of weird. I feel like that should have already been there, but that's okay. <laughs> it was already there. Fine. No one brought it in. It was, it was already there. That's fair. I'll, I'll take that note. Thank you for that. <laughs> and then uh, one of his little guys on the side, uh, one of his little demon sort of uh, entourage uh, says to him, um, Master, you have a summons. And and he waves them off and he says, not now. Can't I go, oh, no, 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 take it. It's okay. It's okay. I can stick around. And he, he smiles and he says that you're very gracious, but I would not care to assume that the fashion model I is to be kept waiting. I don't mind waiting for you. <laughs> oh. Uh, and, and the frog says, um, Ribbit. Lord Graz is it? will not be kept waiting. And Marvelous, the, the, his face betrays panic for just a moment. Uh, and he says, uh, uh, with your blessing, I think I likely should take this. I caress his face. I'm like, that's okay. I'll, I'll be here when you get back. And he points to like a small alcove um, with, a, with a pentagram drawn into the floor. And he says, I'll just be through here. I'll have my servants leave you alone. But please, when I return, I look forward to... And he looks you up and down, like he looks you up and down <laughs> with his arms. <laughs> getting to know you. That sounds... <laughs> hell you will. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lounge back while he walks away. Him and his servants uh, walk into the little alcove and close the doors. And all of the other servants uh, who were in the room all leave, uh, leaving you alone once again. How far away is it, sorry? Like literally 15 feet from you, you would be able to get over there extremely easily if only you could stop lounging. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it a situation where the, it's, a, it's another room there, isn't it? Uh, yes, the, 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 the double door that is closed. If I use the cup that's in my hand and put it to the wall, would that big time. be the wall? Yeah, big time. Fabulous, let me do that because it's a little bit more incognito. So I chug the wine that's in my glass because I've decided <laughs> it's wine that's in there. <laughs> and I lift it to the wall and I listen. Sure. Uh, roll me a stealth check. Yeah. 23. Ooh. You get over there, light as a feather. <laughs> you are so used to sneaking around that you are able to like, you sort of like roll over the back of the couch and just straight onto your like the front part of your foot. And with just like a few steps, just patter, 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 patter. You are over there without a sound. And you put your you put your cup up to the wall, uh, and you can hear a crackling noise um, that you have by this point come to associate with Hellfire. And you hear uh, you hear two voices. 
uh, Marvelous says, um, My lord, everything is ready for the true coronation tomorrow. Will you be able to be present here in the material plane? Oh. And the other voice says, um, You have done well. It is only a simple day until Yamirsa joins us here in Avernus. No. I look forward to our new partnership <gasps> paying fruit. Are we going to hell? Hopefully not. Roll me a history check, Idafa. Okay. That is a, oh, 19. Huh, nice. Yeah, so you know that on the other side of the portal, as has been the case for the last 18 months, is the hell realm of Avernus. Uh, the, basically the top level of the nine layers of hell. Yeah. Uh, essentially the surface level of hell. <laughs> Since uh, Marvelous opened the portal a year and a half ago and the demons came through, things have been different, um, but you've never heard of anyone speaking with a hell lord before. Hmm. I take out a notepad and I just scroll this information down quickly and then I, I like do a cool backflip back to the um, chair where I was sitting and lounge. <laughs> you hear a little tweety little tweet, like a little chirp coming from the uh, window that, you know, sort of balcony area not far from you. Mm. And you can see a sparrow uh, waiting there uh, with a little white stain on its face. Oh, good. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> we know who that is. I was going to say, I like, go to, like, you know how when you meet up with your friends, sometimes you just do like a, a, a bro hug. You go into the bro hug with like a high five sort of thing. And it's just, <laughs> the idea of me like what going are you doing to like high five this bird and then <laughs> stopping and being like <laughs> jokes <laughs> i know it's you here's what i've got and i tear off the piece of notepad that i wrote on and i give it to mole the little sparrow gives you a, a tiny little bow and flicks its, flicks its little wings at you uh, as if to say good job Aww. and then he flies away perfect good job. okay um i better act natural again Sure, roll me a performance check. Oh, that's not ideal. Um, what is my... That will be a... Uh, 17. Yeah, not bad. After a couple more minutes, maybe another seven or eight minutes, Marvelous returns from the alcove that he had shut himself in with his two guards, and he shoes them away. Um, he doesn't even let them back into the space. He's sort of like, you've got lordly things to do. Off you go. Be, be gone with you. Uh, and they bow, and they leave. Uh, and he comes back to you, Idafa, and he says, oh, now where were we? And I do that thing where I change which leg is crossed over. <laughs> like, very sexily. <laughs> you do the, uh, who was it, Sharon Stone facial <laughs> Yes. Oh, is that what it's from? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more groundskeeper <laughs> like Simpsons. I mean, also, yeah. That's a reference to Fatal Attraction, actually. It yeah. is. There are two types of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very clearly. Um, yeah, so I do that and am I, sorry, am I on a couch or like a, a um, armchair? There are multiple different uh, pieces of furniture in the room, so you can choose. Let's say I'm sitting on the, on the couch and I, I patch the seat next to me as, as if to say, come here. I like to think you're sitting on like a fainting couch, like one of those divas. Like a chaise longe? Yeah, like a chaise longe. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you're sitting on? Sure, yeah, I'll say it's a chaise longe. <laughs> the emperor, uh, very smitten with this, uh, this act, uh, because it is an act, undoes the little tie um, <laughs> on his sternum. Just the, um, like the, the kingly cloak uh, falls, falls back. Um, he's still in his like full suit and everything that you would expect him to be in. And he, uh, t like he removes his suit jacket, uh, and drapes it, uh, delicately over the back of a chair as he comes to join you, uh, on the couch. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Flynnvar. Yep. You are on your way to the Janice and Rufford's Parchment Company. You are traveling through Ymir City. And everything is fucking weird. <laughs> For the first thing, you're walking along and you like nod without even thinking at the guards. And you realize a couple of things. First of all, 
the Ymirsity guards are now made of uh, sets of three, oh. not sets of two, like you're used to, like a, a mortal paired with a warforge. Mm. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Fourteen. Every, like, mortal member of the sets of three guards is now a tiefling. There are no humans, there are no gnomes, there are no uh, genasi. Every member of the guard that you see is now a tiefling, and every helmet that they have is all, like, custom fit to, like, so their horns can stick out the top of the, you know, the guard's helmet. Finally! <laughs> tiefling equality. <laughs> the second member of every set of guards that you see to your shock and horror appears to be some sort of demonic creature. They are all like hideously ugly, all dressed in that like same acid green armor, not the color of the emperor, but they all have like big bat wings. Some of them look like reptiles. Some of them look like dinosaurs. Some of them look like, like weird, like mammals covered in warts. All of them are very off-putting, but they're all carrying some sort of like long, actually looks like an invention that you remember Frankie having, which was the the crossbow with the with the barrel. Um, but all the barrels that they are, are are quite a lot longer. For the listeners at home, they're all carrying muskets. Mm. <laughs> what is a musket? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Jeff. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the immersion. And the third member of all of the uh, groups of guards that you see. On your first glance, you just thought it was a Warforged. But you the second time you pass a, a guard patrol, and they're much more frequent than you were expecting, you realize that, like, no, that's actually not a Warforged. That is something wearing, like, Warforged plating over top of its skin. And you get to the third one. Like, you get to the... Th and within about five minutes, you pass your third guard patrol, and you realize that the third member of every one of these guards has glowing green eyes and smells a bit off oh. every third member is a bobby a bobby oh my god bobby. together oh. like flesh golem that has been equipped with what looks like decommissioned warforged parts Chris. and there's so many of them oh no oh no oh no okay. i should have sent messages to people instead of going out on my little legs <laughs> stupid weird city after a while one of them actually stops you uh one of the demons uh, this one actually looks a bit like a, um, like its its head looks a bit like a shark's head. Comes up to you and it's, it is like, Ugh, papers, please. <laughs> yes. I love the newspaper. He holds out his hand to you and he's like, no, identification on authority of the emperor. Give me your identification. Flynn kind of like closes his eyes and thinks like, where would it be if it was on me? Ah. Oh breast pocket so he kind of rummages around he's like oh yes just testing just testing surely you know who i am roll me a persuasion check oh my gosh 15 uh yeah you hand over your papers uh and the demon looks over them uh and the tiefling that's with him is like like eyes wide it's like shit i'm so sorry so give them back and like snatches them away from the demon and gives them back to you and he's like do you know who that is that's the broker of bloodshed. Like, um, sir, we're very sorry. Where are you going? Would you like an escort? <laughs> I'm just stretching my legs because I'm sick of paperwork, but I thank you for the offer. Wow, I've never heard of... Wow, okay. Trying something... Okay, yeah, all right. Um, Please go on your way, sir. We're very, very sorry to have bothered you. I appreciate your apology. <laughs> Can you also let the other people know that I'll be walking around so it doesn't happen every third time I pass you guys? <laughs> uh yeah the tiefling's like yes absolutely so we're very sorry uh and he kind of pulls the shoulder of the of the bobby down and starts talking into its ear as you sort of turn around and you like glance back you like a little surprised that you got away with that but they clearly seem to know who you are so you carry on through the city and everything's fucking weird yep and everything is like drenched in this like orange sundown light like it's it's always twilight you must walk through the city for like an hour and the the like orange sort of like heavy thick like light just never raises over the city you like you can't even see the sun because oh it's somewhere behind the portal and the only reason that you know that it's day is that there's other people around and that stores are open and you eventually uh you do make yourself uh all the way to the janison Griffiths parchment company 
and you walk inside and immediately the whispering starts again. You look around and you're like noticing that that a lot of people here are dwarfs now. Hmm. Uh, You weren't expecting that. You thought maybe you might run into, um, you know, people that you know, Shistine or Hmm. Darlene, the secretary. But you don't. Everyone is a dwarf that you don't recognize. Uh, And you walk up to the the secretary's desk and there's a young dwarf there. um, And when they look up and see you, they like freak out and they're like... Mr. Mr. Onagon, sir, uh, welcome to the Jenison Breffitt's Parchment Company. Um, are you are you here to see? Are you here to see the boss? I am. I am gracing your presence to come see Karen. Hmm. Uh, yes, yes, certainly, certainly. Uh, uh, I'll let Mrs. Stonecutter know that you're here immediately. Thank you. And can I please have a drink? I'm very thirsty for my my walk. They like they begin to run off, and like when you ask for that, they like. They're like, yes, yes, right away, sir, right away. And then they, like, shove one of their co-workers, who's also a dwarf, uh, that that person, like, goes to get you some water and, and brings it back to you. And the water tastes a little funny. Uh. It tastes warmer than it should. Like, it's like cold water, but when you have it in your mouth, it doesn't quite taste right. Uh, Flynn takes a sip and he's like, wow, have you heard of ice? <laughs> they sort of smile and, um, and, like, laugh as though you had made a joke. Like, you you did make a joke, but, like, they don't get you any ice. Okay. And after a minute, the secretary comes back and says, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Stonecutter will see you now. Good, good. Lead the way, my friend. You are led not to Karen's desk, like Spect, oh. but to Janison's office. Oh, no. And you walk up to uh, the main, the double doors, uh, and the dwarf secretary knocks and says, um, y- your guest is here, madam. Yes, come in. And Flynn, you are led into what you were expecting to see Janison's office, but instead of extremely uh, flamboyantly dressed gnome behind the desk, you instead see a teammate. Hmm. But she looks not like the Karen you know. How does she look different, Liz? This Karen has... Uh, she's grown her hair out. The Karen that you know has always been very meticulous to keep her hair just above chin level. Mm. And even when you guys have been rampaging in the snow and the rain, it's always been neat and tidy. This Karen's hair is longer, and it's actually long enough that she's had it pulled back into a low bun. And it looks still neat and tidy, but there's, like, bits of hair falling out that you know that Karen would never accept. It's kind of falling into her face and she brushes it away distractedly. And she's not, she's no longer wearing her signature blue. She's actually wearing a black pantsuit. And it's entirely black all over and then it's got a dark blue um, silk shirt underneath. Mm -hmm. But she looks a lot less bright and put together than you're used to. She looks kind of sad and harried. And she looks up and she says, Oh, Mr. Mr. Onagon, uh, to what do I owe the pleasure? I turn around and I slam the door. <laughs> well, I know, I shut the door closed quickly, not slam it, that's a bit suspicious. Oh. <laughs> um, but you but you tell that I hastily close the door <laughs> and I like quickly come up and sit in front of you and I'm like, take my hands together, I'm like, right. Karen. M- Mr. Onagon? What were you doing? Before you woke up this morning? Well, I was asleep in my bed. Before that? I, I was working here. Uh, Mr. Onagon, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I... Have I... No. <clears throat> How may the parchment company serve you today, uh, Mr. Onagon? Crap. We have many uh, products that... <laughs> You can sample and peruse at your own leisure. Uh, we are currently working on developing a new type of disposable cleaning paper for... Uh, uh, oh, that'd be fun to sell. I mean, uh, no, I mean, uh, Karen, listen. <laughs> I've gone to tell you something. And it's going to be really weird. Okay. But I need you to listen and stay in the room with me, okay? Okay. Sure, I can do that. He leans forward and he goes, Karen, when I woke up, I woke up at my desk, as I am now. That's not who I am, and this is not who you are. There's something going wrong, and we're not who we're supposed to be. Uh, 
be changed uh, to, to be different in a different world. And you have a magic necklace around your neck. I, I, excuse me? If you touch around for it. I'm sorry, I, I, I would find it for you, but I think that'd be really inappropriate. So I want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Karen reflexively kind of touches her chest as, as Flynn says this. I've got a green one. You don't find anything. You're very meticulous about your jewellery, Karen. You don't find a magic necklace. You've never had one. There's Mr. Onagon. Can I call for someone for you? No, I want you to uh, think really, really hard and, and think in your hand and think about a big great axe coming into your hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I do understand that uh, as a dwarf, I do have a kind of... Uh, predilection towards uh, great axes. We we do often, we are often depicted with them in your hand. Are you saying that you're trying to sell me weaponry no, at this time? No, it's yours. It's a part of you. I, I, I'm, I've I'm got one. Always... I've got a sword. Would you like uh, to see my sword? Okay. Oh, I mean, I can show you my magic sword. Uh, <laughs> There's a I, green I, magic sword I, that lives inside um, me and I can encounter... bring it out and it laughs at me. <laughs> Problematic. <laughs> By now, Karen is like kind of standing up, and and she's trying not to look scared, but she is backing away from her desk oh, no. and trying to inch towards the the <laughs> the wall. Karen, roll me a history check. <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I will roll you a history check. Oh, nineteen. The man who's like rambling in your office right now is not only one of the richest men in the entire, like entire kingdom. He's also responsible for like countless deaths through the like, like development and sale of weaponry since they recently uh, started developing gunpowder and like gunpowder weapons. That number has shot up Hmm. exponentially. Um, You know, for a fact that they are being exported to other kingdoms (laughs) And the, all of them have been developed under this man. You've never met him before, no. but what you know about him is enough to scare you. Yeah, Karen is quite scared at this point, and she's kind of backing up towards the the wall, and she kind of touches it, and she starts kind of trying to sidle around, touching the wall with her back to the wall to try and get to the door oh, no. on the other side of Flynn, very slowly. Um. And she's like, oh... Mr. Onagon, it, it truly is a pleasure to meet with the broker of Bloodshed. And of course, us here at the JBPC are more than happy to uh, help you with any requests or uh, papers or parchment that you have or need to acquire for your business. And she's kind of inching <laughs> around the... around. <laughs> Flinva, roll me an arcana check. 24. When you first woke up this morning, or like this afternoon or whenever it is, you didn't have your amulet. But when you, when you touched your chest, it appeared. Mm. So Flynn's going to like stand up and be like, okay, Karen, I'm sorry. I've gone about this the wrong way. Uh, cool. Cool. Um, so, and he gets up and he like stands (laughs) in the way between you and the door and he goes, I'm going to bring my sword out. And then you're going to put your hand on your chest. <laughs> and then you're going to block my sword strike with your great axe. Okay? One, two, three. And he goes on two. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, Carolyn! <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Flinvar, roll me an attack roll. No, no, net one. Net one. I can re-roll. I can re-roll. Can I re-roll? Yes, I'm still laughing. Oh, my God. Yes, you can re-roll. It was, I went from a net one. Natural 20. Hold on, attack roll. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you just roll a natural 20? Did you roll a natural 20 to attack me? I went from the worst. I'm so glad I didn't roll a 2. I'm not glad that you didn't roll a 2. You (laughs) rolled a natural 20 to attack me. Why didn't you keep the natural 1? Okay, I'm going to interpret a natural 20 as the best possible thing that could happen. (laughs) Okay. Over immediately. He's gone. Flynn, is it fair to say that you're not trying to kill Karen? So what he's doing is he's looking like it, trying to attack her, but what he wants is to her to naturally react and bring her axe up to block. 
Karen, um, if you will, I'm just going to interpret this natural 20 just a little different than a critical hit. Is that okay with you? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's, I, I, I would much prefer that. Thank you. Karen, this crazy man has just said, I'm going to attack you with a sword now. Uh, and then he does. Uh, from his green pendant around his neck, that doesn't really, cla like, it clashes horribly with the clothes that he's wearing. Like a green, like, projection of a sword, that's sh and the sword itself is shaped like a curved evil smile, projects itself into his hand. Can I say that the blade says, ha ha ha, shame! Yeah, that, that happens. Um, and he runs forward and... Like, he's about to swing, but, like, part of him swinging is his offhand comes forward first. And you throw your hands out defensively, and your hands touch one another. <laughs> and when they do, there is a burst of blue light as a few things happen at the same time. Adrenaline uh, flashes through you, and empowered by Hellfire, uh, your eyes begin to glow, uh, and you rage. You go into uh, you go into a magically empowered uh, physical like state where you are stronger and faster and more powerful. Nice. And the other thing that happens is a two-handed blue great axe is projected into both of your hands, uh, and you use it to you instinctively use it to block the sword using the handle. Oh. <laughs> and the two of you stand there for a moment. And Flynn, you notice that Karen's rage state does not look the same as it normally does. Uh -huh. Where once blue lightning would crackle from her eyes, um, you can see this like dark red fire sort of shooting out of her eyes and kind of dancing off of parts of her skin. Oh boy. Oh, that's a bit different. Uh, just so you know, Karen, uh, this was uh, what I wanted just to show you that I know you in a different what? way what? and I'm not going to harm you. What? Uh, hello. <sighs> Remember who you are. Um, Karen uh, with the berry and the uh, too many children. Uh, what do you know about my husband? Oh, we, we, Where is he? And it's, did you say he's homely? He's homely. He creates a lovely home. Where is, where is he? I, I, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know where he is, but where is I he? know where he was. And, and you're, you're, the, you're the broker of bloodshed. If anyone knows where he is, well, you. I'm Flynn the salesman, but we'll get to that. <laughs> can we? Can we? Can we chat now? I said you'd have a magic sword. Um, you do. Um. Um. <laughs> Karen, roll me an insight check. Flynnvar, roll me a performance check. Okay. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-six. Karen, the first thoughts that go through your head are: this guy is allied with the, with the emperor. Yep. He is arming every demon in the city. He must know where your husband is. Yes. The second thought that goes through your head is something happened to him today. This is not the person you were expecting. And perhaps talking with him would be the best way to get the information that you need. Okay. And Karen kind of slowly lowers the great axe and she's surprised at the strength in her own arms that she can slowly lower a great axe because she's never really held anything like this before. And she slowly lowers it down to the ground. She puts it down. And she stands back up and she says, Okay, Mr. Onagon, sit down. Okay. I'll I'll get I'll get Carolyn to bring us some tea. Okay. Let's talk. He's gone, and I'm not even sure if I'm fired. Well, thanks for listening to the show. And make sure you go ahead and get things in writing from your boss. You might need it later. Oh man, I hope I still get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs>